0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, I have no idea what TJ and I were talking about just a few seconds ago because it's been, we, we've teleported. It's been almost an hour later, and I, we finally figured things out. Hopefully my computer doesn't shut down and die. If it does, then I'll just cry inside and and listen to, I don't know, Alone Again Naturally okay. by whoever that artist is. So, so, some, right. some depressing, lonely song that makes me want to crawl into a ball and cry. But that's not going to happen because oh, yeah. we have a positive attitude here on this podcast, don't we, TJ? You know it. It's all about that positivity. We're positive-thinking human beings. I may have said something about jumping out a window a few seconds ago. That wasn't the real me. This, this is the real me. So without further ado, TJ, I thought it was a nice opener to the podcast— we should talk about some of the stuff we've been watching recently. Could be television. Could be movies. Could be your favorite childhood home videos. I don't know, TJ. Maybe that's something you like to do. You like to binge your childhood <laughs> videos, your, your home videos. Do that every Sunday with some popcorn. I don't know what it is. I'm not oh, yeah. going to judge. But, yeah. So without further ado, you know, I guess I'll go first because uh, I like doing that and I like taking charge and I'm a nice guy. What can I say? So one thing that I've been doing recently, TJ, which is kind of strange, not super strange, because some of it my my friends have been t- have got have uh, randomly put these movies on when I've been over hanging out, so that kind of just happens. But I've been watching some child. Speaking of childhood, some childhood movies recently. Two of these were okay. my own doing, and then. And then, two of the, and then the other two weren't my own doing. Now, one of them isn't technically childhood, because it was later. But anyway. So, just to list off some, child, some childhood stuff I've been watching. Both Homeward Bound movies, Homeward Bound 1 and 2, and Little Rascals, out of all movies. <laughs> so, I've been watching recently. Uh, Little Rascals, a cinematic masterpiece at TG. I'm not sure if you're familiar with this masterpiece, but uh, it, it truly well, is. I'm, I'm
1: familiar with it. I've never seen it. Really? Yeah, I've never seen the Little wow. Rascals. Or at least wow. not, like, I I have. I don't remember it. It's like the Lion King. Dang. I have seen it. It's one of those ones where I definitely don't remember it. I yeah. Started it.
0: Yeah. So I, I had seen it three or four times, but the last time I saw it, I was in elementary school, and rewatched it. It was. It's one of those. You know. It's one of those childhood movies where it's so fun and and fits and works in the genre so well that it's kind of hard to not call it considered a good movie. You get what I'm saying? They're all, there's those yeah. movies where they're tart. Like they're obviously not a cinematic masterpiece, but that's not the point. And that, I mean, that is a lot of childhood movies, obviously, but so I, I gave it three out of five stars. Cause I'm like, cause you know, it's a good movie. And so anyway, yeah, that randomly, my friends were like randomly put that on. And so, yeah, I rewatched it. I don't know how that it just, it just happened. And I never thought I'd be watching Little Rascals with a group of college students. But, hey, can't complain. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, the Homeward Bound movies, which those are, uh, excuse me, cinema. And I thought the first one was good. The second one was fine. It definitely wasn't as good as the first one. But I I love the first one so much. And I think you and I, T.J., have talked about on the podcast episode how much we love those movies. I love the first one so much, at least, because I hadn't seen the second one. But just every once in a while you come upon, again, those child-oriented films, those kind of innocent films that, that, like, hit beats that normally aren't in childhood movies or do something in particular that sticks out from said genre. And, or there's some nostalgic... Factor to it that you associate with just you know one movie, and I think for me it's kind of a combination of all of those. And uh, first of all, anytime you have talking animals, I'm in for one, and or or that, but also you have a journey movie where like characters have to go on a journey uh, in childhood movies, and obviously that's what Homer Bound is about. The dogs get um, left behind because the family's moving. And so they they chase after the family. And they try to get back to their family. And it results in some really cool aerial shots. That's one thing I want to say after rewatching watching this. The movie was made in the 90s. Can we bring back helicopter aerial shots, TJ? You know how they have that specific sort of movement with those... 80s 90s helicopter shots you see it in rocky in rocky 4 you know the training montage where he goes to the top of the cliff and he there's a specific where they kind of do like a they'll do like some i guess 360 moves or some panning moves where you specifically know that was taken on a helicopter and and i think it's, it's that with kind of a little the footage is a little slightly grainy it has that sort of 80s, 90s filter to it that immediately makes it nostalgic and so fun to watch and is it as crisp and as as smooth as whatever technology, whether it's helicopter or drone, whatever that they're working with today, no, but I find it more enjoyable because of what I was just saying it kind of has that it's own sort of vibe to it with how it's how the camera's moving. There is a little bit of uh, vibration, I feel like. So I don't know if it's just me, but I'm saying we should bring back helicopter 80s and 90s uh, shots, thoughts. Love it.
1: I, uh, I mean, you can't go wrong with a sweet ass helicopter shot. <laughs>
0: Dude, so freaking good. And especially when they do it in nature or, well, obviously. But because they do that with when the dogs and the when the dogs and the cat are in the mountains, the Sierras. And but yeah, it just it took me back. I love loved the first always will love the first one. It's it's such a feel good movie. And it's one of those childhood movies that I will like regardless of how old I am. They'll, oh, yeah. and that's that's a, actually be a good topic to talk about for a podcast. Make make a list or something. But those, there's those childhood movies that last with you forever, and no matter how old you get, you're gonna love them. A Muppets movies are the same thing. Uh, um, so anyway, yes, the second one, it didn't have it didn't it didn't have the plot that the first one had, and so I thought it was okay. But, yeah, I was gonna say I've
1: seen I've seen both of them at one point. Definitely the first
0: one a lot more.
1: That's mm-hmm. that's a childhood movie for me as well. Yes, uh, but I've definitely seen the second one at least once, maybe twice. I remember mm-hmm. it is really forgettable.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. No, it just you've already had another. You've already had the first one that does a very similar thing, but it's just overall better plot. And there's just some redundancy stuff with the, fir- with the second one it, within the movie itself that it's kind of, eh, it's fine. I didn't think it was a bad movie, but I, I thought it was fine.
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's just okay. It's just, you watch it and you're like, eh, I'll forget about this in a week probably. <laughs> yep,
0: yep. But that, that uh the first one, and I don't, I don't want to speak for you, TJ, but at least for me, I would put it in the Holy Grail of childhood movies. For me, and just in general, like for that genre, I don't know if, what your thoughts on, on it are. but And I don't know if you did oh, see yeah. it in a while. It's definitely
1: but... that t- I probably haven't seen it since I was like, probably like 12 at best. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I definitely remember watching it a lot as a kid. Uh, it's definitely in that group of nostalgia where it's like if I were to watch it again, yeah, I'd probably I just love it so much. But yeah, the, the the two that I think of that like immediately come to mind uh, for like childhood movies are Labyrinth and the the first Muppet movie.
0: Good grief, dude! You and Labyrinth have a love relationship that uh, I just I aspire to have with a movie. I mean,
1: it's it's great. I love it. It's so funny. <laughs> I love it even it? now. Yeah, I've uh, yeah. I have a copy of it, so. Um, what, what do
0: you like about that movie so much? Is it just it's the what, what is it? What's what's about what makes it, that movie so good?
1: I mean, okay. I mean, I, I watched it like a ton as a kid, so like I have that soft spot for it anyway. But like, I mean, like going back and watching it not too long ago, you watched the
0: twenty twenty one was maybe the last time I watched
1: it, somewhere in there, I don't remember. But like, um, it's like that Jim Henson puppet vibes, okay, and like uh... It's just like it, it's a weird little fantasy movie that's just like it's 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 creative, it's weird, and it's it's just like it, it's I just find it super fun. Like all the songs are like are absolute bops. David Bowie's in there. He's he's kind of just vibing for two hours. Does, <laughs> I love it.
0: Does David? Bowie, Do you know who does the music? Is it David Bowie that does stuff for it?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, okay. he does. Oh, okay. uh,
0: yeah. So you you just mentioned you just TJ. we talking about Labyrinth and why you liked it. David Bowie does the music. Need to get to oh, it. Yeah. What was the other movie TJ that you were talking about for childhood stuff? Uh, oh, the Muppet movie. The okay. first Muppet first movie. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Which we still need to That's, do. We need a bit. We need to get a, a binge going and definitely need to do a Muppet tier list as 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 oh, one yeah. good podcaster does, as two good podcasters do. Make a, a tier oh, yeah. list about everything. So we got to get. Um,
1: I didn't realize that there's only like seven or eight Muppet movies. Like there isn't as many as I thought there were.
0: No. Oh. Well, you but, know I one mean, thing we'll have to do too. There's no problem with that. No, no problem at all. We have to we might as well include we don't have to watch all their specials because I imagine there's a billion of them. But oh, yeah. one that I watch with my family is the John Denver camping special, holiday camping special. And he has a he has two holiday specials with them. And Okay One, uh, one's camping-centric, I just said that, and then the second one is not, but it's more, there's, I think there's snow in that one, maybe, too, I don't know, but, yeah, that'd be kind of fun to do, plus John Denver, I mean, if you don't like John Denver, just get away, get out of my life, I, I just don't, I don't, I don't want any of that, that John Denver slander, or any disliking for John Denver music. You know, I was in the car the other day, actually, because this is totally relevant, and I was pl- playing some John Denver songs, and my friend wasn't vibing with them. And I almost had to, I had to, almost had to split away from him. I almost had to leave him. But fortunately for him, we've been friends long enough where that's kind of a little awkward, a little difficult. So I've, I'll stay friends with him. But it was kind of tough, I'll be honest. Yeah. Oh my god. Just not not vibing with that. But TJ, go ahead, and I've I've already talked enough about stuff that I've been watching recently what what have you been up to in the television or movie space? Have you been again, if if it's home videos, TJ, you can tell us it's a safe space here. There's only oh, yeah. three people that listen anyway. So, hey,
1: oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, okay, I've only really, really been watching like I think the last thing I watched uh, like pre-final season was uh Tomorrow never dies. Or you watch that bad boy?
0: The best bomb movie of all time.
1: I was simultaneously surprised that it was a little better than I remember. And then I was like, wow, this is everything I remember it being. <laughs> so, it's it's watchable. Remind, I, it's, uh, uh, it's remind
0: everyone, TJ, what, what one... And you don't have to remind me, because okay. half those movies meld together, the uh, Brosnan ones. What What is that one about?
1: It's the one with... Uh, it's where Jonathan Price is a... Uh, he's like a media mogul. And he, like, creates the news before... Um... And, or even like his whole thing is he's like trying to kill like a Chinese prime minister so he can get like broadcasting rights. Yeah, that's right. It's 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 a very dumb plot, <laughs> but like parts of it are cool. Parts of it are really dumb. Okay. Um... and I was because I was like, I went into it. I'm like, wow, the action in this movie's way better than I remember it being. The action sequences are really cool, and. The theme music is really cool, um, but like Jonathan Price is just—he wants to be Christopher Walken, like really badly.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Uh, or he wants to be like that kind of villain,
0: mm-hmm. where
1: he's just like really, like you—he he has like a serious side at times, but like it's—it's—he's it's mostly him just making jokes or like trying to overact. And it just, it doesn't work. Um, and it's just, like, he's he's a really, he's a really boring villain. Um, with a really dumb plan. But there are, like... I mean, like, his base is pretty cool. And, like, that whole last sequence where they're in the base is actually pretty decent. Like, the last 40 minutes of the movie are actually pretty consistently good. But, um, getting there is kind of a struggle.
0: Is it, isn't it um, is Michelle Yeoh pretty good in that movie? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I was just about to say like yeah, she's uh, she's pretty good in it. She doesn't really have a big role in it for a lot of it, and then she just they randomly make her a main character like right at the end. Mm. Um, yeah, she's great in it. I think uh, she's like a good addition, especially like towards the end. Like I said, where she's like an, actually a character. Yeah. Um. But yeah she she doesn't do too much in ter- other than like kind of show up in action scenes and then she's like, I'm here. And you're like, alright. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when she's out of action scenes, she's she is very enjoyable to watch. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was okay. It's it's an alright watch. Like, I remember that I liked parts of it and I didn't like parts of it and that's the same opinion I have after it. Yeah. <laughs> so.
0: yeah. But
1: I, I, I have been re-watching some of those Bond movies so... Um, like, I rewatched a few, like, over Spring Break, and, like, stuff like that. I rewatched Man with the Golden Gun, Moonraker, and then, even before that, I rewatched Octopussy.
0: Right. And Goldeneye.
1: Yeah, those two. So, I've been kind of working my way through some of them again.
0: Yeah. Those... The – speaking of the Roger Moore Bond movies, those ones I love so much because they're kind of – I mean, a lot of – there's a lot of Bond movies that are like this, granted, but it's just – especially the Roger Moore ones for for whatever reason are – feel like a warm blanket that just comes over you every time you watch them Uh, because some of them aren't the greatest, obviously, but you're always – it's always – they're always enjoyable and – Roger Moore's Bond kind of has that warm blanket comfort to him in particular. I don't know what it is, but maybe it is the fact that he's a little bit more funny than a lot of the other Bonds, but never disappointed watching a a Roger Moore Bond movie. And we've talked about him so much on this podcast for good reason. Of course, we've talked about all the Bond movies for forever and ever for good reason. But yeah, can't go wrong with those. And I need to rewatch stuff... I need to watch Man with the Golden Gun and other movies of his, too. I, well, really, that's probably the only one I need to rewatch. But because I, cause it has an, an incredibly uh, good actor and Christopher, uh, Christopher who? Christopher Lee. That's right. And so, yeah, that's I'm glad you rewatched it. What did you think of that one on rewatch? Man with the Golden Gun? Yeah, yeah.
1: I didn't like it as much.
0: Really? Uh, you liked it less. Yes. Wow. I liked it less. Interesting.
1: Oh. Um, huh. I. Don't be wrong. It's still enjoyable, and I think it's a person yeah. that are great. Like yeah. I love Christopher Lee in the movie. I think he's a great villain. I think um. Uh, the guy who's a uh, the old assistant. What's his name? I can't remember. The guy from Fantasy Island. Um.
0: Oh yeah yeah yeah.
1: Yeah, he he's a great little sidekick, and like. There are parts of the movie that are great, but I don't know, it's just, like, I sat there and I was just, like, it just, it wasn't there. Hmm. I don't know. I just, I, I didn't have the same vibe as, like, watching it the first time. Like, it, out of all the ones I've watched, I'd probably say it was the one I was, like, most disappointed in revisiting. But, like, um, I think it was just mostly because, like, it wants to be I feel like it's too almost too silly for its own good. Okay. Like um especially coming off of like something like live and let die, mm. which balances it pretty well. And like it's it gets ridiculous, but like it still stays pretty it it still has this era of like it takes itself seriously and it is occasionally a serious movie. Yeah. Uh, Man with the Golden Gun it, it, it makes it kinda of, it, it goes too hard in the goofiness. Where it's like um you like you're bringing back in the weird Southern guy who just like isn't that funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, just didn't, I, I I haven't seen Living with Dies since we watched it the first time, so it's been probably been like four years since we watched it. Yeah. But I I, have, I can't speak to how funny it, he is in that movie. Like, I watched that of Man with the Golden Gun. I was just like, I could not stand him for all parts of it. I was just like, oh, my God.
0: Um, yeah, so I, I, re- I rewatched Live and Let Die in October. And in that movie, it's not so much that, well, he's 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 funny in the sense, in, in his reaction to all this the craziness yeah. that's going on. Yeah, but as
1: far he, as the his, his one-liners aren't funny, but like no. his reactions are kind of funny. Yes.
0: Yes. So,
1: yeah. That's the only part where it's was like, okay, yeah. I, I'm fine with you being a here a little bit.
0: Yeah. But like, I, do you know, yeah, if he, I, I can look this up to you, but do you know if he was famous at the time or if it was just like a random role or was, he a comedian. He must have been if they brought him back. Uh,
1: oh, yeah. and like had a contract where he like,
0: because um, sometimes they do those with movies right is they'll bring in a popular comedian or a popular figure of the time give him a small role and we'll just place him in stuff to get the more to, to, to conjure up more hype uh, for the for the movie and, and I know they do that till this day so I don't know if that was just yeah. a, a big thing um, and...
1: the guy's name is Clifton James okay um. He.
0: Is he secretly your best he friend? He showed up
1: in a bunch of stuff. No. Okay. Uh, um. But he had a career that, I mean. Uh. The last movie I see on here is 1996. Okay. Let's see. Is he looking at show or.
0: What made him famous? The cocaine trade.
1: He was in a uh, cool hand Luke. Oh. Um, I don't know how big of a role it just says he's in it
0: okay um, dude you know what they could have done with cool hand Luke they could have made a sequel you know how you know how we're in the, on the podcast we're big into making up random uh not funny what we think is funny but actually not funny names for sequels oh yeah well you know what they could have done with cool hand Luke they could have made it a sequel called Luke Warm bro <laughs> come on it's right there I love it. it's right there come on there needs to be there needs to be you know we have the m c u there needs to be a cinematic universe where it's just random directors, random actors like b b level b movie level actors that are making these sequel movies that definitely lots and lots of people desire we We can make a whole thing we got lukewarm, we got apocalypse later we got apocalypse before whatever you you can do a whole bunch of stuff with the apocalypse stuff i mean come on you know tj i was hoping maybe you would have got big in the movie business so we could have this come to fruition but since you're just the guy that you are you you, aban- you abandoned that idea like a terrible friend <laughs> <laughs> and so and so we have to figure out different options now, John, our friend John, John, you guys know, he's been on the podcast before, still is a, a, a what do you call it, <laughs> a movie major, what is that called? Is that yeah. what, that's what that is, right? Yes. Okay, okay. Please excuse me, I just got done with my last final this morning, really that's not a, really it's just me being me, but anyway, I'd like to think that's an excuse. We still have him. So at least maybe he'll get this done for us, but if not, I think we're gonna have to just—I don't know—try and try and go to George Clooney's house and because that's the next step, definitely, and get him to get get this done for us. We'll charm him with our with our podcast. I'm sure he'll listen to our podcast and be, man, these guys know a lot about film. I should really get this thing going and create my own. B level movie cinematic universe about sequels and prequels that never happened. I could really see this taking off. You know, especially on YouTube. Hey, what the heck? Maybe we should just. Maybe we should be. Well, would, but for this thing that I have here. Thoughts, suggestions, ideas, TJ? I think I just came up with an ingenious idea.
1: I I keep forgetting that Will Hollywood
0: like exists
1: and I love it every time.
0: You know they have a Blu-ray it. copy of they they released, I don't know how recently it was, but I saw on some I think on their social media on Instagram. I don't follow them, but I think I saw it on my explore page. They literally have a Blu-ray copy that you can buy of Who Killed Captain Alex. Like you can actually buy it and it's legit. It's from them. I love that. Yeah, it's like 20 bucks I think. I wasn't going to spend money on it, but you can just get on YouTube, but I mean, of course. At the same time, they kind of guilt trip you because they're like, "Hey, fund us. This is the only way we get funded." But at the same time, twenty bucks is twenty bucks. So that is true. So, so no, but uh, I I I supported you with a view on uh, We supported them with a view on YouTube, which I think I think that is their YouTube, right? That they posted it on, so they get money from that. I don't know. I'll check. Hopefully, if it, if it's some if it's some random guy that posted it, we need, to, we need to find him and we need to take him out if he's getting all the profits. And yeah, Fishing Hollywood. It was? that They did post yeah. it on their YouTube? Okay. So at least yeah. they're getting money from that. That's
1: 8.4 million views.
0: Dude, that's that's actually some good money though, I feel like. Yeah, that's pretty, I would think so. And especially so if they, before? especially if,
1: Yeah, it does. They're
0: getting ad money. Okay, good. And, yeah, because that's pretty cool what they're doing. You know what that really shows you? With all the stuff they're doing with, you know, their, I can't remember what it was, like, their budget was, what, was it $50 or something like that, $100? The fact that they're able to make that kind of movie, get that kind of views really shows people that there is legitimately no excuse at this point for people not... I mean, there's random stuff, but for the most part, there really is there no excuse. It
1: was 85 US dollars. They made a movie that is an hour long. Yeah. Good yeah. shit.
0: Yeah. I mean, is it a cinematic masterpiece? Yes. yes. I say that, yes. <laughs> yes. But at the same time, it's not what Hollywood makes. But... At the, but they're garnering a lot of views and for that reason alone i think anyone would deem them successful i mean obviously everyone has their own meter for what success is but uh want to shout out Giannis antetokounmpo see you man with the with defining failure but for those for the nba fans out there they'll get that tj's just sitting alone in the dark which is cool but <laughs> uh, and people that probably most people that listen to this podcast probably Are in the dark but anyway like for them to make that get those kind of views uh for with it with a video with a movie that had that budget shows basically everyone that anything is possible and there's really not a whole lot of great excuses for not succeeding in the movie space and in the entertainment space so shout out those guys I'm glad we brought that up and yeah I remember we watched one of their other movies, but we only got halfway through it. I, yeah, I, I the other one wasn't as good. It wasn't. It wasn't as funny. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Uh-huh. But what was that one line from from uh, huku Captain Alex? Man, this this music is good, Commando or something. <laughs> it says something like that. It's so weird. I love it. Oh, that's so funny. But yeah, that would be. Those guys are. I hope they're still I think they're still active I think they are I hope they're killing it uh,
1: yeah I think I think they're making a sequel
0: oh sick. To to knowledge,
1: if I remember correctly
0: a theater release please please someone oh, yeah get them a theater release that'd be kind of clutch if in today's but, society if Morbius can get a re-release I have faith that they can maybe somehow with the reputation they they've got on social media and all the media platforms that they can get some sort of theater release even if it's just in big cities That'd be clutch. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, those guys are the best. Yeah, so, anyway, we kind of talked about childhood movies. Um, I guess on the television space, I've actually been watching quite a bit, mostly to cope with all the final stuff, taking breaks. Which, speaking of that, you won't believe this, TJ. Actually, well, you, you would believe this because you've known me for quite some time now. In order to cope with studying and taking breaks, you know, on, when I would take breaks, I would memorize the intro to Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. And in fact, I have memorized it. And I can sing it right now if you'd like me to. Would you like me to sing it for you?
1: I think I'm good. Okay. <laughs> okay.
0: okay. I was slightly <laughs> hoping you'd say yes, but honestly, I can understand if someone listening to this not wanting to hear that, so I, I understand. But anyway, I did do that, by the way. And... So I hope, you, I hope you appreciate my greatness in that regard. Who knows? Oh, yeah. One day, you know what? You're not going to avoid this. One day when I come over to your apartment this summer, in fact, it'll probably be the first time, I will be singing that. Or if you come over, whenever the next time we hang out, I will be singing that and you won't be able to avoid it and it will be great. All right, I can deal with that. Yes. On the TV front, I've, now this is the span of, I don't know, two months maybe? Yeah, I'd say two months. Because we didn't really talk about television with Riley, we were just talking about Bad Batch stuff or Star Wars stuff, and some Oscars, I think. But talk—I uh, watched the first season of Nathan for you because I wanted. I'm going to watch the whole show because I've seen I'd seen individual episodes, but I'm going to go from beginning to end, watch the whole show, and I think I'm halfway through season two actually, close to it. I've watched all of the first season of Shrinking, which is an Apple TV Plus show with Harrison Ford. And who's the one guy? He's in a. Speaking of which, he's in How I Met Your Mother. We were talking about that earlier. Isn't it Seagal? Isn't that oh, Jason uh, Seagal? Yeah, Seagal. Yeah. yeah. Shrinking with Jason Seagal, Harrison Ford, Ted Lasso. I'm keeping up with. I haven't watched the latest, latest episode that dropped today. We're, we're recording this episode on Wednesday, May 10th. It might actually go up today because I literally have nothing to do because I got done with finals this morning and I don't leave till Sunday. And. Actually, we haven't really talked about Mando. We could talk about that, TJ. You want to talk about that in a second? Mando stuff? Okay, cool. Mando finished that. And I think I also mentioned maybe at some point that I finished The Bad Batch. Season 2 of that. And I think that's all I've been watching recently. So, So anyway, yeah. Shrinking, I'll just give quick recaps on some of this stuff if anyone's interested. Shrinking, I thought was fine. Yeah, it was fine. I think uh Harrison Ford's funny in it. Um Jason Segel is he he does kind of have some facilitator vibes to him, like sitcom facilitator vibes to him. He's fine. I thought overall it was it was it was a show more than anything that just kind of was something to watch and was relatively interesting. Ted Lasso okay which is over the halfway point, I'm pretty sure. This 12-episode season, yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, they are. So far, it's not as good as the first two seasons. I will be completely honest. I think it doesn't have... What made the first two seasons of Ted Lasso so good is it was charming, but within that charm there was some more in the charm and in the childlike there's a better word for this but in the childlike lighthearted filter that it had it handled and discussed more mature themes and i think that's what made those first two seasons great especially the second season i think the second season is one of my favorite seasons of television i've ever watched it's it's fantastic the descent, the the, the 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 character arcs that a lot of those characters have in the second season is just, and one in particular, Nate is just incredible. I, I love it. The acting job is just great too. The writing's phenomenal. Season three, it still has that charm in many ways, though at times it feels like it's a shell of itself. Right. You, you've witnessed this TJ with other shows where it will have that same feeling, but only on a surface level, only externally, you can feel that they're kind of just putting on a mask, like a mask of the first two seasons or the first, whatever of the, of the show you're thinking of. But in reality, it doesn't have that core nature to it that those other seasons have. I'm sure you've seen that in other shows. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So on the surface, yes, it looks like it, but really it's not. And, and and Ted Lasso's kinda dealing with that now. There have been one or two episodes, there in fact one episode in particular in season three where I think it's one of the best episodes of the show and in general. I, for me it's a top five favorite, and I think quality wise it's a top five. So it does have it 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 you see examples of that quality coming back. But overall it isn't what it, it has been. And I know there's been rumors about, oh, well, are they going to do a season four? Because that's literally any time a show nowadays, I mean, probably since ever, is really successful. The immediate, the immediate question is, are they going to make a season four? Even when the Duffers, or in this case, Sudeikis and whoever, have said, oh, this is this is what we're doing. We're only doing four seasons. We're only doing three seasons. What Whatever. Sudeikis... Producers of the show, creators of the show, have said from the beginning that it's going to be a three-season show. And they still haven't had an official word. There hasn't been an official announcement made whether they're going to do a fourth season or not. But the way, with the way things are already going with season three, just let's not do a season four. Yeah, and, I thought I heard them say it was
1: like the final season.
0: Okay, maybe, maybe they did say that. I haven't caught that. But I didn't know if they made an official announcement or not. Because every time I saw it in interviews, they would always kind of dance around the question slightly. Like, they would always give the the answer of, oh, well, we've planned it for three seasons. And yeah, so, exactly. I don't know exactly what that means. But maybe there was an official word sent. I'm not sure. Let's just keep it three, though. And, yeah. TJ, that's a show, honestly, I wouldn't mind re-watching with you if you'd be down. Because that'd be kind of fun. And I want you yeah, to see. i only it. seen like the first
1: two episodes, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I started it, and then I never. Well, I don't have Apple TV, so yeah, I never had really had the ability to watch it. Uh, but I, I've always been interested, and I did like what I saw. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'd be down to watch
0: it. Okay, cool. Yeah, I because that'd be fun to talk about. Just because you, are you, in, it sounds like you already liked the first two episodes. You would like it because. I, I mentioned before with Season 2 and stuff like that, the way the the writing is so well done, especially with the character arcs and, and everything along those lines. And I'm just a big fan of... Uh, fiction... <clears throat> fiction, non-fiction sports movies. Because uh, they, the, they can work with so much. And there's so much... Yeah, so much they can work with. Yeah. And... You know, Field of Dreams, Ted Lasso, Bull Durham. By the way, I said this a couple days ago and I was talking to some friends. The the by far, if anyone wants to fight me, TJ, if you want to fight me on this podcast, we can do this. <laughs> the best sports movies by 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 a mile are baseball movies. True and untrue movies are baseball movies. It's not even close, I don't think. I really don't.
1: Oh uh, yeah, we, we did talk about this. Uh oh we did? Oh, uh, last time we were on the phone,
0: yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah, we did. That's yeah, right. I, I, I with agree you.
1: I think baseball movies rip. They're yeah. awesome.
0: Yeah, they are. In fact, Moneyball and Field of Dreams both went up for Best Picture, if I'm not mistaken. And I can't think of uh, a... I, I can't I'm thi- pretty sure they both did. Yeah, and I can't think of a a football movie or some other sports movie that, that did that. I mean, well, there probably is some, but not off the top of my head. But to have two in that kind of same sports, in the, for the same sport, is pretty great. I'm going on too long. Bottom line is, Ted Lasso, still enjoyable, but definitely not what it was. And then, you- yeah, I'll just end it there. Do you want to get into Mando, TJ, or do you have anything else that you'd like to talk about from, from what I said or something else?
1: Um, not really, no. I think you uh, hit all the bases.
0: Okay. All right. TJ, we've watched, we've discussed, I think we we have discussed on this podcast about a decent chunk of of the Mando stuff, although I can't tell. <laughs> Some of our phone calls and our podcasts, I think, are melding together for me. They all bleed together. Yeah, they Yeah, do. on
1: the last podcast we did, I had not watched season three. Oh, I know That's it's the first right. Show,
0: but- yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I I binged it all in like a day. Okay, then that this would be a great this is this is actually kind of important then to talk about. Yeah, we should do this. Give me. Sorry. We always start with overall thoughts, but take me anywhere, TJ. <laughs> take take the podcast anywhere. What what do you want to talk about with season three? Ooh. What's on your mind? What, what is there? Is there something that's that's bother, that's bothered you? There's lots of stuff that's bothered us about season three. <laughs> Little spoiler here, but oh is, yeah, what what. <laughs> What's on your mind? What what's 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 getting at you with the season three and and the future of the Mandalorian?
1: Oh, um, I guess it's just like it, it's just a messy ass season. Like it's yeah. it's the, from the beginning, like the first few episodes are just so all over the place. And it doesn't really know what it wants to be until like halfway through, and then it. It's kind of too late, almost, is the best way of putting it. Right. Um, But, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, parts of it are great. I mean, there's, there's episodes that are better than others. And I mean, there's aspects of the season that are really cool. Like, there, it doesn't have that consistency that season one and two have. The season one and two are, like, peak television for the last few years. Like it's it's consistently great Facts. it's 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 some of the best Star Wars we've seen in a long time um and like I think it helped to revive what Star Wars is for a lot of people season three isn't that season three is uh, it's a tr- it's a mild train wreck <laughs> it's uh it, it, it's one of those shows that kind of like you're saying with Ted lasso feels like a shell of what it once was um but like, eve I feel like it's like to the nth degree because it's just like it's so it's so it tries to be its own thing, but like it's like
0: why? Yeah, like you could have made
1: this so much cooler, but you didn't. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, it's it is that, and you know, it would have been. I know we've trashed on Grogu quite a bit and for very good reason. I still firmly believe, and I don't want to speak for you TJ, but I will (laughs) because we've talked about it before. We both believe that there's still no reason, no good reason why Grogu should have been in that show in season three. It just made way too sense for him, for, for way too much sense for him to, to just do what he did and go off with Luke there at the, at the end. But to put him back in the show, and then, and then, and then, have him there solely as a placeholder instead of actually trying to do something with him. Now, I don't know what went on behind the scenes. I don't know. There's rumors that Favreau was pissed at Disney for for putting him back in, and he didn't know what to do. Writers didn't know what to do. I don't know. But for for him for Grogu to be in the show and then not do anything with him and then to bring in all of these characters to make it almost not a show to not to then not make it a show about our main character anymore really it just yeah it 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 does what you're talking about TJ it makes it so messy and confusing and and everything and all the above it's not a, b, it's not a b c d e it's all the above it would have been, as mu- as again, as much as we thought it, he should have left when he left, originally, they could have actually salvaged something, because there are still, I, there, I think they're out there, who knows, maybe they're not anymore, with all the remakes and whatever. I feel like there's smart enough writers out there that they could have actually still done something with Grogu, and that's not something I mentioned at the beginning when we were first talking about this season, but... I actually think they could have done something with him still. It wouldn't have st- it wouldn't have made sense, but at least it feels more natural. At least it feels more natural. Now with how this season ended, he really does feel like he's there to make money, which is what why he's there because Disney is Disney. Agree, disagree. Yeah, I th- well, I think for like a lot of the season
1: he kind of just stands around on the sidelines and then like in the last, like, two episodes, they always, like, kind of give him something to do. In fact, they give him his own little suit. I'm like, alright. At least you're trying. <laughs> and you're, like, actually trying to add him into action and, like, make him, like, interact like a normal character, I guess. Yeah. But, like, to make me care, you would have, you would have had to do that at the very beginning of the season. Where, and, like, made it matter more. Because, like, even when they did that, he doesn't do anything. <laughs> no. Like, he walk, he, all he does is walk around for, like, two episodes, and then the suit gets destroyed. It's just like, what's the point?
0: <laughs> you know what? I'll actually give you an example of what I mean. You know when oh, Grogu yeah. was saving Bo-Katan and Mando? We're getting into spoilers now, by the way. Spoiler territory, oh, yeah. for everyone. Remember when, when Grogu saved Bo-Katan and Mando at the very end when he had used the Force? Yes. That is exactly exactly what I am talking about that is how you that is how if you're forced to bring this character in how you use him not in that stupid exoskeleton ig11 suit thing that's that's just lazy writing that's, exactly. that's well, yeah, that's what like yeah. well, it, it, that's what
1: i was trying to say was like I get where you're trying to go with it and you know, like you're trying to make him like interact with like a normal character like and try, you're trying to do something new with him which like go you at least you're trying there's no it doesn't go anywhere it yeah. he literally just he he flexes around for two episodes and then like the it goes literally nowhere and it's just like what is the point of this whole plot device if you're a not gonna go forward with it in the rest of the show or b you're not gonna use it in the episodes you introduced it in plain and simple it's it's like I said it's shitty writing it's it it, it there's no point to it at all um. And, like, they do occasionally use Grogu, where it's like, oh, he goes and saves Bo-Katan and Mando in, like, the second episode or whatever. But it's just, like, I... Yeah. It, 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 is, it doesn't have, like... It, it doesn't feel like he has any, like, stake in the story. Like, I have no reason to really care about Grogu. No. But, like... Um... Yeah. It, it's just, it wasn't, it wasn't great.
0: Yeah, and... Well, you know, this, I just randomly thought of this now, and I'm not a writer for any television show, or I didn't take a large amount of time to think about this because I don't want to think about the Mandalorian season three a ton necessarily in my free time. But they could have continued with finding Grogu's kind. They really could have. That that could have happened. That that was a thing that they mentioned, right? They, yeah, that's that's the thing they talked about in in the first two seasons. Yes.
1: Well, I think uh, they originally just say his kind, and then I think it just, they just mean Jedis.
0: Oh, that's right. Okay. And then that kind of was like the end of that storyline. Well, but yeah, I, I get where you're going, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, nonetheless, they still could have done that. I mean, they still could have done a, a variation of that, and that would have made it more meaningful for him being there. Now, you obviously already had the, ma- the, um, the reviving Mandalore, taking back Mandalore plot, but they still could have somehow worked that in as like a subplot, and maybe there was some... Maybe yeah, they had some to inter- reason. intertwine some stuff. I tell you what, though, it's a hell of a lot better than having that Jack Black and Lizzo episode. I don't know where 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 that why that existed. That Christopher Lloyd episode. I don't know why that existed, but it did. And yeah, it would have been well, better it, than that killer
1: episode. And it was so
0: dumb. I remember texting you before you watched that episode, and I was like, yeah. "Oh no!" Wait, well, because oh, I was um. Oh
1: no! Oh no! That wasn't the last one I watched that night. I, uh, I I watched the uh, episodes three through seven, so I, I, f- I finished on the 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 second to last one, the um the one where they all go to Mandalore. That's the one yeah. I finished on. But I was like, I swear to God, if I finish on this episode, I'm going to be kind of mad. <laughs> and Thank God I did. Yeah, but it's it it was. I definitely zoned out in that episode a lot.
0: Speaking also, TJ, of characters that should have never came back cough cough somehow Moff Gideon returned <laughs> using the old uh Palpatine phrase there I just
1: oh, 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 oh my god yeah I And then you add all so the cl- yeah.
0: yeah you just added in all the clone stuff what the hell was that they did it was such a throwaway thing at the very end they're talking about all of a sudden cloning Moff Gideon wanting to clone himself I just got I, at that point I just I just yeah, I just
1: Um. Yeah. There. I feel like there was no real good reason to bring back Moff Gideon. I feel like he was just kind of like there because he's like, oh, he's a familiar villain. He's he's the villain of the first two. You have to bring him back. Can't not have Moff Gideon because he's like our serious villain at this point. But like, honestly, there's no reason to bring him back. He he's literally just like standing there and he's like, all right, I guess I have a base on Mandalore now, and that's what he does for two episodes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, well, I guess I guess I got Mandalorian armor now. It's like, <laughs> yeah. all right. Yeah. There's no you have no stake in this plot. Where it's like in the first one, it's like you're you're trying to like take over this planet and like you're are coming for like you're coming for old Grogu, Yeah. And like all that stuff. And you have like the Darksaber. This season he literally just has a Mandalorian suit and that's what makes him evil. That's that's it. And it's just like it's so useless. It's such a boring plot.
0: Yeah, but and like, I've said this. I think on this very podcast, he is my favorite villain in all of Star Wars. I literally said that. Yes, in life, he he is those first two seasons. I mean, it's literally Jean um, Carlo Esposito. Is is it Jean? I always butcher this. But yeah, 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 you got it. Yeah, Jean Esposito, literally. In the last 20 years, our best television show villain ever. Exactly. I mean, in the last 20 years. In the 21st century, for the most part. I mean, there's other people in contention, but, I mean... Yeah. His work as... Yeah. I mean,
1: he, yeah. yeah. He, he's become one of the most iconic villains through Breaking Bad. And then he's also... He, I mean, just through the first two seasons of Mandalorian, also became really iconic.
0: Dude, like he's so good. Like modern he, pop culture. He, You legitimately hate him in those first two seasons with how cute and innocent and how Grogu is and how menacing he is. And he has the dark saber that isn't his. It's a Mandalorian piece of weaponry. It's not his. It doesn't belong to him. He, it was so cool too. And so refreshing to have that, like a prominent Imperial villain that wasn't Darth Vader or Palpatine more or less. I mean, there's some others in there, but you get what I'm saying here. Exactly. And, and, oh. and to perform at that level that he plays at. It was such a genius move by Disney or Favreau, whoever, to get this guy. It was so, so good. So good oh, in the absolutely. first two seasons. And it's just, again, they bring him back for no reason except for, yeah, TJ, what you were highlighting because he was a familiar face and you had that connection with him. But he served no point. He served no point. They had the dark He already got what he wanted out of Grogu. It looks like.
1: Yeah, it, it was, there, right there was no reason for him to, to want to take over Mandalore. There was no point.
0: That's that's true too. That's true because he never mentions anything really. Again, people, if I'm somehow forgetting like a singular line from the first two seasons, I'm sorry. It's been a while, but at least in a grand in the grand scheme of things, never once did he desire. Did he have a desire? to suddenly take over Mandalorian and get revenge on the Mandalorians, necessarily. So, yeah, I... Exactly. It, it was just, it
1: was such a throwaway, like, I feel like it was such a throwaway thing. It was, it was, it was so dumb.
0: Yeah. And then speaking oh. of the Darksaber,
1: what was going what? on
0: with that? They just randomly break it and then don't mention it again? We, we, we built... There, there's this... There's this holy grail. There's this throne. There's this 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 aura that's been built up behind the the holiness of the dark the legendary dark built up in Clone Wars and Rebels. And, yeah, all these shows and all these shows. And then they show just one. And then they ran. And then they they show uh, one shot of the dark breaking and never refer to it again in the show. And the, the, the rest of that episode, that last episode, what was that? I mean... Well, I, I, I even
1: think it's before that where it was like, what was the point of the Darksaber in this whole season? Because they never use it. Yeah, they true. Have, They used it, like, three times! Yeah. <laughs> it made me so
0: mad!
1: Right. <laughs> what was... There was no point yeah. in giving it, like... Any of them, the dark saber.
0: Yeah,
1: I think he uses it maybe twice in the whole season.
0: We got like, promised so much up. too because he looks. He, dude, I mean, he didn't know how to control it, but he looks so badass in Bo- Book of Boba Fett, like taking out those dude. That scene with the dark in that in that refrigerator room, the meat packing room, whatever it was, is so good. Like the. Oh, it's 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 it is peak Mandalorian that that was that scene was, and it's just kind of the way he he gave it up to Bo-Katan. and I talked to our friend Grady who hasn't been on this podcast I don't think but or my friend Grady well you know Grady obviously T J but yeah I know Grady but and, you know better than I do <laughs> yes yes of course and he's a big 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 Star Wars fan knows way more about Star Wars than T J and I do and I asked him I said because. He was. We were talking about it, and I said, "Is that a thing you can do?" Because I originally thought you could only what they talked about in the show. They could only uh, give it up it if, through contact, through or actual contact, yeah. competition. competition between the actual two people. And I was asking him, "Hey, does that? Can you do that?" Was that a thing where if the person that has a dark saber loses to someone, and then that someone is killed by another person, if they have the right to the dark saber? And and he said, "Yeah." So that okay. So that checks out, but. Even at that point, it didn't really feel like it. It, it didn't really feel like much. It didn't it, like it. Like you felt like it would have a season ago or a half season ago. Exactly. It just and it, it's it's crazy to think about because we all love the dark so much and. One of my favorite lightsabers, lots of people's favorite one of their favorite lightsabers, just because of how unique and different it is, and the the history that's behind the blade with the with the Jedi Mandalorian character, the Visla character, I believe is his last name, um, getting the lightsaber, building the lightsaber as a Jedi, and just just the history behind it, and then just to get that treatment is just.
1: It's a yeah. kick in the it, face.
0: It, it, it really is. It's even more than a kick in the face, but honestly,
1: it was, it was so useless. It was just like,
0: yeah, there's It's no such a cool I tool, tool at season. your disposal. It's it, really, that's yeah. what you do with it.
1: Yeah. That there is like no mention of it the entire season. Then Bo-Katan gets it randomly at one point and then they destroyed it. <laughs> and it's yeah. just like, this was supposed to be a big thing in the season. This was, like, supposed to be one of the, like... It has become one of the biggest, like... Iconic, like, things in terms of Star Wars culture. Like, in the last few years. Like... I mean, like, like you said, it's been in Clone Wars, it's been Rebels, it's been... It's been in all these shows. And everyone everyone who's watched it, like... A huge Star Wars fan has gotten to know this. And, like, know that this is the end-all, be-all of this, like, whole subplot... And then they completely just throw it away. And it was just like, why?
0: Mm-hmm. Why,
1: oh, why would they do this to us?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. Th- there hasn't been a season four confirmed, I don't think. Oh, actually, yeah. Yeah, there is. Because Favreau was talking about... He was writing,
1: writing a season four.
0: Yeah, yeah. Favreau was writing a season four uh, before the season three even released on Disney+. Plus. So yeah. There is a season. Well, four. Like, Go
1: ahead. That's another thing. It was just like they're like, "Oh, we're going to make season 4." I don't I, I kind of like it just being the ending that it is. Oh, and yeah, the, ending, the last year that show rips. Like the last season is the season I loved it. Because it, it has a very nice like This is going to be the This is going to be it for Mando for now. And we're going to focus on some other stuff and like set up some other things and we'll bring him back later. But like there's no like there's nothing to that now if they're just like oh uh there's another season coming. I I think they're too liberal in saying that like we're gonna make another season so quickly. Like they should they need to like shut their traps until like the season's over. <laughs> like please. Yeah. Like I love John Favreau, but he needs to shut up.
0: <laughs> yeah, he does. And yet again Disney has this issue where they get the fan base behind them and then suddenly they do something stupid and a lot of the fan base is lost. Exactly. That being well, said, I, you and I have talked about our issues that we have with the Star Wars fan base and how irrational they could be. They absolutely. are they are irrational, but still it's not that doesn't help when you keep doing stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I mean like at this point it's just like there's no And also, I feel like it takes so much stake away from, like, the season. Like, I feel like a lot of, like, a lot of, like, what could be tension is just like, oh, uh, there's another season coming, so I know there's no real danger in a lot of this, because, I mean, obviously, it's all going to work out. So, I don't know, it's just one of those things where they they just, like, they're they're too quick to say things about, like, the future of the show when they should actually let it air first. Yeah. Like, what a concept.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, and they did it so well with season one. Why mm. can't they do it now?
0: Yeah. Well, it's just, it's... I mean, you you know this better than anyone, TJ. We know this better than anyone, you know, having a podcast, talking about news, talking about whatever. It's always about, it's always about the next thing. It's always about the next season. It's always about cranking out cool. as fast as possible so you can get one once a year because more cuz in, in the streaming days where you can stream all the great sitcoms and all the great drama shows from years past, you can stream them you can stream the whole show. You can stream an 11, you can stream Mash, which is an 11-year show. You can stream that baby and finish it in a couple months. And oh not even. Not even. Yeah. And so a show that literally took over a decade. And so with that kind of mindset, yeah, it's just people thinking a year even a years too long. That's what I, that's what I think is always funny, right? Is, you know, I talk I talk to my parents about this too. Sometimes it's just thinking about how in the eighties and the nineties, seventies, you know, before basically the twenty first century, and it, 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 you you were literally waiting, you were waiting a a year for uh, for each season, sometimes more, and then also you were waiting for a show. You were waiting for you, you, there was a show that you could watch again in in a month, two months. Literally went literally would take over a decade, and oh yeah, and to think, and, and people don't obviously have that patience for that anymore. And so you come up with you you have things like this, and I think that's just absolutely crazy. You can just binge all these shows so quickly, and it's kind of in a weird way. And I don't mean to t- get go off too much on a tangent here, but in a weird way, it's kind of freaky. And dare I say, yeah, freaky, right? I I thought about that with MASH. I I didn't take two months. I took a year and a half, I think, to watch the whole show, a year at least. And it was really just freaky to see, to think that if I were to have watched that show growing, or if I was growing up and watching that show when it was airing, I would have. It would have literally taken me. And let's say I was. So I watched that show when I was started watching Mash when. What was that? A couple years ago. So I was nineteen, maybe nineteen, when I was starting to watch Mash. To think, if I watched all that show, I would have been thirty years old. Yeah. Thirty years you, old when that show that's ended. Up, yeah. Is crazy. That, that, show
1: on, that, show, that show was on for like solid, that was twelve seasons.
0: I think Let's it went see. from uh, I think it went to eighty three, and I think it started in when it, well early seven. It's eleven. Um, I think it ended in eighty.
1: Years. Oh, okay. Uh started September seventeenth, nineteen seventy two, to February twenty eighth, nineteen eighty three.
0: I literally would have been in my thirties, and I yes. when that show ended. That is just yeah. That is like it's kind of it's kind of jaw dropping. It's such a weird thing to think about, not a necessarily weird thing to think about, but to put that much emphasis on nowadays. But for a discussion topic, but I do you ever do you ever get that TJ? I mean, this is not we're not talking Mandalorian anymore. But I, I'm just kind of curious because yeah. I, I it's so weird to think that, and also just to the fact that people should appreciate how quickly these people are able to churn out shows. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think like the, the the one that everyone kinda talks about, like I feel like when it comes to like oh it's been a, it's been a whole decade and like it took like a decade to set everything up was like was was Marvel. But yeah. like with Marvel there was what like three movies a year for <laughs> tons of it. So like I you always see those memes where like young version of someone watching like Iron Man One and then like yeah oh like a solid, like, 20-year-old version of them watching Endgame. Uh, because, like, it was, like, a whole thing where it's like, it took a decade to set everything up and, like, got to love characters and all that stuff. But, like, in terms of, like, TV shows, I don't, I don't think that really exists any, especially now. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, like, sometimes, some like Stranger Things, I feel like, do bring out some of that vibe. Where it's, yeah. like, you do watch the kids grow up kind of with you as, like... But, I mean, we, like... Um, I mean, I think I'm the same age as, like, or we're the same age as, like, all those actors, so, like, mm-hmm. it has been kind of cool to see them, like, grow up and evolve through that, but also, like, it's not like there's a season a year, it's one, like, every two years, so it's not like it's, it's such an, but then again, it is more of a binge kind of thing, you binge a death, so there is, like, there's weird things to it that are like it's still kind of there but also like it's it is still kind of a bygone thing
0: yeah and i think we even did bring that up to tj in our stranger things episode i think we did talk about that a little is just the fact that that is and i i agree i completely agree with what you talked about is is that i think that is stranger things in that sense is the last is the last show to do that yeah i mean who yeah knows? There or, could be, i mean they never say never obviously i mean you know
1: Yeah, well, I think in terms of, like, at at the moment. um, Right, right. Like, something that's still going is something kind of like Stranger Things, or, like, uh, like I said, Marvel was, like, kind of that way, whereas, like, you got to see it evolve as it went, and, like, see all these characters grow and all that, but, I mean, that's not exactly consistent like a TV show, so.
0: Yeah, I just... It's. I mean, just just society in general. You always hear it. I mean, you always hear the all the old folks complaining about this. And I. I well now, and I'm. I'm. Jo- I've joined their side. I've joined the old folks' side. But people are less and less patient these days. I just.
1: Oh, absolutely. I. I. I completely stand by that statement.
0: Yeah. Hey guys, if you're wondering why the audio cut out. Well, Road Connect is Road Connect. Excuse me, is still having issues. So we'll see what happens with it. Hopefully, it gets better in person with TJ and I uh, next week or the week after. If it doesn't, I don't know what to say. But we really appreciate you guys listening to this episode of the podcast. TJ and I had fun talking about all things Mando, our recent watches. You know, we had a couple of tangents in there. What 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 can we say? We're manic. So thank you again, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Manic Movie Misfits podcast. Peace.